Legends of the Saints, The Daughter of Sienna, written by John Wotechko, read by Carolyn Jers. Jacopo Benincasa ran into his house, breathless. Lapa, he called, there has been a blight. His wife ran down the steps to meet him in the kitchen. What do you mean? she asked. The entire grape crop has been decimated, Jacopo explained, catching his breath. There's no telling when we will have new wine. Since the people of Siena did not have clean water to drink, the loss of their low-alcohol wine was truly catastrophic. As soon as I heard, I ran to the market, Jacopo continued. But there was nothing left. The cask in the basement is all we have. Then we must be very careful, Lapa asserted or we risk dying of thirst. Does Catherine know about this? Jacopo asked. No, she's still at mass, Lapa said. But you know what she'll do when she finds out. Yes, I do, Jacopo sighed. We need to be very careful about how we... But before he could finish, Catherine burst through the door. Good morning, Papa. Good morning, Mama. Catherine quickly kissed her parents on the cheek and rushed down to the basement. Lapa and Jacopo looked at each other nervously and followed their daughter down the steps. My darling, how was mass? Jacopo asked. Wonderful, Papa, Catherine beamed. I felt the intensity of Christ's sacrifice during the consecration of the Eucharist. That's wonderful, child, Jacopo said. Your mother and I are very proud of your devotion to the Lord. Catherine, where's your good cloak? Lapa asked. You had it on when you left for Mass this morning. Yes, but there was a poor beggar outside the church shivering and... Oh, Catherine, I've never seen any beggars outside the church, Lapa rebuked. Don't tell me you gave him your cloak. It's okay, Mama, Catherine laughed. He needed it much more than I did. The girl's tone shifted as she inspected the wine cask. Have you heard about the blight? Catherine asked. Lapa hesitated. Yes, we have. It's devastating, isn't it? It is, Mama. Jacopo pressed his palms together, searching for words. Luckily, we have this full cask of wine, he said slowly. If we're careful, it should last us until the new crop arrives. Yes, we will have enough. Catherine remarked. Enough for ourselves, Lapa emphasized. For you, me, your father. But we do not have enough to share. But the poor have nothing, Catherine insisted. At least we have something, and if we do not share our wine with them, they will surely die. Catherine, you exaggerate, Lapa said. I'm sure the people can take care of themselves. Yes, my darling, Jacopo smiled. You have such a generous heart, and I know you want to share this wine. But you do not want your own family to suffer, do you? Of course not, Papa, Catherine responded. But the people of the village, all of God's people are my family. And if my family is suffering, I must act. My dear... I pray that God will provide for the poor and keep them safe during this tumultuous time, Lapa replied. But it is not our responsibility to provide for the entire community. Still, there is truth in what Catherine says, Jacopo acknowledged. 
God does expect us to share with our neighbor. I suppose that is true, Lapa admitted. Catherine, you can share some of our wine to those most in need, but don't give away too much. Be wise and use your judgment. Thank you, thank you. Catherine hugged her parents tightly. Then they heard a knock at the front door. Who could that be? Jacopo asked. It's probably Luis, Catherine said, wriggling out of the hug. I met him on my way home. I told him we had wine to share. Jacopo and Lapa exchanged glances as Catherine sprinted up the steps and welcomed the visitor. By that evening, news of the Benincasa's wine spread throughout the village. The next day, several poor neighbors arrived, and Catherine filled their vessels without hesitation. Jacopo and Lapa were busy working, unaware of the ministry taking place in their basement. For a whole week, friends, neighbors, and strangers knocked on the Benincasa's door, and when they knocked, Catherine answered. At the end of the week, Jacopo went to the basement after work to pour himself some wine. He placed his cup under the cask, opened the spout, and to his horror, only a few drops of wine slowly trickled out. He closed the cask immediately. Catherine! Lapa! he cried. The women rushed down the steps. What is it, Jacopo? Lapa asked. The wine, Jacopo exclaimed. It's practically empty! Lapa shook the depleted cask. Catherine, what have you done? she gasped. I was only doing what the Lord asked of me, Mama, Catherine replied. I could do no less. But why did you give away so much, Jacopo begged. Certainly there weren't that many people in need. But there were, Papa. Strangers and neighbors alike who had nothing to drink. Without our help, they would be dying. I'm in the village every day, Jacopo replied, and I've never seen anyone as poor as you claim. And when I go to market, Lapa added, there are no vagrants in the streets. Just because you have not seen the need, Catherine said, doesn't mean it's not there. Catherine, we understand your desire to help, Lapa said. We've watched as you've given away your dinners, blankets, and good tunic. But this is far more serious, Jacopo continued. If we had endless casks of wine, you know we would have no problem giving so much away. As it is, we have what we have, and it's not much. But we are called to do more than that, Catherine insisted. Jesus didn't give some of what he had. He gave all of himself. That is sacrifice. Well, now we have nothing left to give, Lapa declared. We hardly have enough for ourselves. Then they heard a knock at the front door. Whoever that is, we are turning them away, Lapa huffed, as she and Jacopo hurried up the basement steps. When they opened the door, they saw their neighbor, Giuseppe, with his wife and six young children. Greetings, signora, signore, Giuseppe bowed. This belongs to you. He handed Lapa a finely painted bowl. Catherine lent it to me when I was here last time. The smile on Giuseppe's face melted into a look of concern. We were wondering, he continued, 
if we would be able to receive another bit of your wine, I brought my own bow this time. The man extended a worn wooden bowl. The Benincasas looked at each other, then down at the weathered vessel. Actually, Giuseppe, Jacopo began, but then he stopped. Giuseppe had no sandals on his feet. In fact, his whole family wore tattered tunics filled with patches. When the Benincasas looked back up, they saw not just the face of the poor, but the face of Jesus himself. Jacopo and Lapa exchanged glances once more, this time with their hearts welling with compassion. Of course you can share our wine, Giuseppe, Lapa smiled. Follow us. The entire family followed Lapa and Jacopo into the basement. Catherine smiled at the procession descending the steps. Here, Giuseppe, Jacopo said, fill your bowl to the brim. Actually, Lapa interjected, use this one. She handed the painted bowl back to Giuseppe. He lowered it as Jacopo opened the cask. Suddenly, the wine burst forth stronger than ever. Catherine scrambled to place towels underneath the spout to catch the overflowing wine. Jacopo and Lapa looked on in amazement. Thank you very much for your kindness, Benincasas, Giuseppe bowed, and his family ascended the steps. Wait, Jacopo said. Be sure to tell everyone who needs wine to visit us. For months after, the Benincasa household was hardly ever without a guest. Catherine attended to each one, and her parents organized the endless visitors who arrived to quench their thirst. No one understood how or why this cask never emptied. Nevertheless, it flowed stronger and stronger and became sweeter with each pour. Six months later, Catherine was in the basement about to pour wine for an elderly woman when Jacopo ran down the steps. Catherine, I have wonderful news. God has blessed us with a new crop of grapes. There will now be wine for the entire community. Praise the Lord, Catherine exclaimed. We must clean out the cask and prepare for the new batch of wine, Jacopo said. Let me give this woman one final bowl, Catherine said, as she opened the spout and filled the woman's weathered vessel to the brim. How strongly it continues to flow, Jacopo marveled. She closed the spout as excess wine dripped onto the towels. Thank you, Catherine. The woman bowed and walked up the steps, carefully carrying her brimming bowl. You have a remarkable daughter, she said to Lapa before leaving the house. I am truly blessed, Lapa beamed, and joined her family in the basement. Jacopo pried out the stopper to clean the heavy cask, but upon opening it, he was stunned. Look, Jacopo said, do you believe it? The interior of the cask was bone dry, as if it had been empty for months. Even the towels that sopped up the excess wine were dry and unblemished. Yes, I do believe it, Papa, Catherine said, because God provides for those who trust in him. 
Jacopo and Lapa smiled at their daughter as tears welled in their eyes. And that which you do for the least of your brothers, Lapa observed, you do for the Lord. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theatre.